Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode number 16 of the Photography Q&A podcast. Now, this week's a little bit different. I've got two questions to answer. Which is the best, live view or viewfinder? And the second question is going to be, what is bulb? B-U-L-B, bulb, like light bulb. You'll see it on your camera as a B somewhere in the menu or on a dial. So that is question number two. So let's get started with the first one, which is the best live view or viewfinder. My personal choice is viewfinder. That's mainly because I don't use live view ever. Never had it when I was learning. So I've just learned one way and I'll stick with it. So you've got two ways to compose your pictures on your camera. On the DSLR, which uses mirrors, the live view is a video feed to the rear LCD screen and the viewfinder is an optical view through the lens. You are actually physically looking through the lens through these mirrors or bouncing off the mirrors, not through them. But with a mirrorless camera, both the LCD and your viewfinder are both electric viewfinders, they're both video feeds. So now we know that, let's have a look at the first problem. Because live view is basically a video feed, it's going to use lots and lots of battery power. It's going to drain your batteries so much faster. On a DSLR, the difference between the viewfinder and live view is massive. Using just your viewfinder on a DSLR, your battery can last all day, no problem. But you go into live view and you would probably have to change your batteries halfway through the day, maybe sooner. On the mirrorless, you're just going to have to accept that the battery life isn't going to be so good because both your viewfinder and your live view LCD screen are going to drain your batteries really quick. So really the answer to this problem is if you don't shoot a DSLR using just the viewfinder, just buy lots of batteries. Not an awful lot, like instead of having four, buy eight. So when would you want to use live view? All right, so if you have time to compose your shot, then live view is going to be perfect. Shooting landscapes, for instance, uh, when the camera's on a tripod is a great time to use a live view. When you need to get really low, like I've done some shoots with dogs and I've been laying on the floor, like I really struggle to get down there now. I'm more like a, a turtle on its back sometimes trying to get up. If you were in that position now and you had a, an LCD with a, a flip screen, the best thing you could do is just stand there, tilt the screen up and use live view and get some great shots. It would be so easy, so much easier. Same goes for above your head. Like There's times where I've taken step ladders with me for shoots just so I can shoot down at people. If you need to do that in a shoot, you wouldn't need the step ladder. You could just hold your camera above your head with the flip screen out facing down and you get the same same kind of shot and it'd be so much easier. Another time I would use live view would be for uh, shooting products. Now I say this because before I read up on this and decided that live view is quite a good thing, I was doing this product shoot. I have a little light box that I rig up. I can put small products in there on a white background. I have different backgrounds I can put in, but the white background was I was using. And I took pictures of these instruments that I needed for a website I'm doing. And uh, I did it all through the viewfinder handheld through the viewfinder as well I might add. Now if I'd have read up on this before I did that shoot I would have had it on a tripod and I would have used live view it would have made my life so much easier. 
Well, there you go. It's all done now. Next time, I definitely will try it. Now, the thing I like most about Live View is that when you're looking at your image, it shows you what the depth of field is. It shows you how much blur you will get, what is in focus. So if you want to start to get a handle on what your depth of field is in any settings that you're using, try Live View and it'll show you. Just make sure you try it on a tripod. It's not for hand holding, I don't think. The odd time, yeah, okay. It's like you need three hands, two to hold the camera and one to push the buttons. Anyway, give it a go. So when is the viewfinder the best choice? Like LCD screens really aren't that good in bright sunlight outside. Uh, it's hard to see what you're shooting. Maybe if you built some kind of little box around it, it'd help. But, you know, you can put your hand over it, I guess. But it still makes it a little bit more difficult. For sports or anything moving, your best choice is definitely the viewfinder. Like, I, I guarantee there is no professional photographers on the sidelines at any sporting event shooting through live view. They've all got their eye to the viewfinder, and, you know, it's, it's just not something you would do. Uh, just tracking the subjects and keeping them in focus will be so much more difficult, difficult using uh, live view. One of the big things for me with the viewfinder, they have a dioptric adjustment. So just on the right-hand side of your... Uh, viewfinder there's a little wheel if you take this you think on uh, Canon's I think it's pretty much the same on Nikon's you slide off the eyepiece and there's a little dial underneath and you you can change it it's like a, it's like reading glasses basically you just you're just up in the uh, the strength of the lens you're making it stronger now I use reading glasses but if you need it like it's, it's so much easier than putting a pair of glasses to the viewfinder and if you use live view you're going to have to keep your glasses on at all times. Which is not a bad thing, but it's just just doesn't seem right. You should have your eye against the viewfinder. Anyway, so for something like a wedding, you really can't use live view. You're going to be, everything's moving so fast. You've got to be using your viewfinder. Yeah, it, live view would be a pain. If you're trying to do it with a tripod as well, or it would be difficult. So just anything that's moving, you need to be fast, definitely go with the viewfinder. I don't use live view, but if I was to start you doing landscapes, I would definitely start. The next product shoot I do will be live view, uh, just to see if I like it. I don't think I will, but whatever. As I wrote down all these pros and cons, I realized that live view really is pretty good. It has a lot to offer. Like with most things, it comes down to personal choice. If it helps you make your photography easier, use it. I had no problems with it. I'm not going to tell people not to do it use it if it makes anything you're doing easier then definitely use it all right so that's the end of question one okay question two what is bulb b-u-l-b as in light bulb bulb is a shooting mode and it goes back over a hundred years from the earliest cameras it goes way back most dslrs and mirrorless their slowest shutter speed at the moment is 30 seconds. Now, you might think that would be good enough for anything. You can probably can't even imagine what you could use it for. But if you want to take a picture that takes more than 30 seconds, you're going to have to use bulb. So bulb is a setting that allows you to keep the shutter open for as long as the shutter button is depressed. Bulb mode is named after the bulb on the detachable rubber pneumatic shutter releases that came with the early cameras. 
So you've probably seen some old movies where the an old black and white movie where there's these huge cameras, you know, like two feet by two feet with this great big lens on it. And the guy puts his head under a black cloth at the back of the camera. And in his hand, he'll have the bulb and it runs to the shutter. So basically, it's an extension of the shutter release, like your shutter button. And what he used to do, because it was pneumatic, he would squeeze it and the pressure would go down the line, push the shutter button down, and he would hold on to it until he knew that he had enough light coming in. So for certain things, they would know that they might have to hold it for four seconds or one second or two, whatever they worked it out at. He would hold the bulb tight and then he'd release it. And as he released it, the shutter would come up and that would be the picture would be finished. He would have taken the picture. So when would you use it? Okay, so we'll go through a few different scenarios here. Number one that I thought of was astrophotographers, guys that shoot the night skies. They want to do pictures of the Milky Way. They want to take a picture of the moon. Well, maybe not the moon. You don't really need a long exposure for that, really. You can handhold. But taking pictures of the Milky Way, you, some of the pictures you take are incredible. Well, that light is coming from a long way away. And you want a sharp picture, they're leaving, oh, using bulb and probably taking two, two and a half minutes, sometimes longer. Some guys do the star trails, you know, where you see all the lines in the sky. And what it is, is the stars, where they started off. And as the Earth turns, it leaves a line in the sky. And they've got to be you using shutter speeds there of, I don't know, half an hour. <laughs> at least yeah you can do some crazy stuff with it another type of uh, photographer that would use it is landscape photographers when a landscape photographer is going to do a seascape say a coastline and there's water involved now you could do this on a, a stream as well they want a really long well not really long maybe a minute uh, a minute 30 something like that, using ND filters. And the ND filters stop too much light getting in. So it allows them to do these long exposures so that when you see the water, instead of it all being little white caps, it turns it all ethereal, sort of all fluffy and smooth. And it's just an amazing effect. I love those pictures. They are so beautiful. Well, yeah, those guys would use them. Um, I'll have to do something on ND filters at some point, but it's that's a little bit way down the line. We'll get. I'm, I'm going to start looking for people to interview soon anyway, so uh, we'll find a, a landscape photographer and can tell us what they, uh, what they do. All right, so the big thing with all of these photographers that use bulb, they need a tripod and a very strong and stable tripod. Like I've got one that's okay for family shoots and that kind of thing, but it's really not strong enough for what these guys do. Like some of these guys are spending $1,500 on a tripod and uh, like carbon fiber and like they just do not move because if it does move, you get the slight like it's, there's a bit of a breeze and your camera just moves very slightly your picture's going to be soft and blurry it's just like it's basically like camera shake but not in your hand it's on a tripod so you really need you really need to gear up for this so that's bulb there's not that much to it it's uh, basically push the button down and when you release it the picture's taken and uh, it's up to you for how long you want to keep it down basically you wouldn't use it unless you needed more than 30 seconds because your camera can do that on its own anyway all right, so that's it for this week. Hope it was helpful. We've got two questions in, which is pretty good, mainly because if I only did one, we'd probably end up with a five-minute podcast. Anyway, have a good one. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.